Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bites. I'm Jean, your host, and with me on the show today is Radu Palamario. Radu, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Jean. Yeah, very glad to have you on this episode, Radu. You've had a uh, fascinating career of your own, having been raised in Europe, now based in Singapore, many, many years working in recruitment and at, at, at some very high levels, executive search, no doubt handling some probably very complicated mandates and roles and client requests, I can only imagine. And the reason that I was so interested to have you on the show is that many of the people that we speak to and who are looking for careers may have never worked with an agency before. And I think the first important thing to clarify for these job seekers is like, what what does a day in the life of a recruitment consultant look like? Like, what do you actually do? I mean, I guess it depends also on the, on the level, but specifically, if we had to narrow it down as an agency recruitment firm that does placements for, let's say, candidates within three to 15 years of experience, roughly, I would say that most of the time that the recruiter spends is on talking to candidates and obviously on the other side, talking to clients so that they get a mandate, a job, right? And if you're looking for a project manager or I mean, I don't know, whatever it might be, software programmer, you get the job from the client, you understand what the client wants, and then your time is Mm -hmm. spent to, I don't know, 80% talking to potential candidates to fill that particular position that you got and and doing the filtering of candidates. Now, to your point, do people know about agencies? I mean, I guess it uh, depends on the point of the careers, but I would say that, uh, and there's also reputational hazards, uh, there's recruiters and recruiters that, you know, if, if anything, I think if you put in Google, a recruit, the, if you just start typing how to deal with a recruiter, then the, the fill up goes to how to deal with a bad recruiter and how to. So there's a bad perception definitely about the industry. But in reality, yeah. it can be and there's great professionals like like myself, of course. And <laughs> and, um, you know, the, obviously, there's there's a very useful point to recruiters if they're good. Uh, maybe that that make it practical to your audience. How do you define a good recruiter? Typically, they would yeah. be in a certain field, domain, expertise, whether that's IT or software or, you know, whatever it may be, logistics, supply chain. We do a lot in supply chain, healthcare for at least three years. So if you see somebody that did it for a year, well, you know, maybe maybe you, you can't build a network. You can't build a proper network of clients and be of assistance to your job seekers if you're one year. It's just simple mathematics. So try to aim for recruiters that have been there for three years minimum. And obviously, then you see a little bit the social media activity, what they put out. Um, you can vet a little bit on that. But I would say overall, there's definitely amazing recruiters out there and they can help fast track your career. Right. So let's say I'm, I'm this job seeker with a, around five years of experience and I've, I've figured out that, okay, it seems like you know recruiters are playing a pretty important role in the kind of ecosystem and the process of getting hired and i'm starting to apply some of your framework to determine like is this recruiter the real deal are they good do i want to approach them what what would a good approach look like because i I know the best recruiters are also really busy 
So in, in a way, a job seeker needs to think about, well, you know, I, I want to be effective in my outreach to the recruiter to be taken seriously and to be considered for roles. What does, what does that look like? What are some of the impressive outreaches that you've seen? How should a candidate be getting in touch with you? Well, let's start with how they should not. Uh, which is, and I, I get this a lot, even at senior level, you, you get a message saying, uh, hi, I'm looking for a job. Can you help? Okay. Like, you know, I am not Mother Teresa, you know, like, of course, you know, I mean, as a human being, yeah, you want to help, but as a person running a business, you, you go bankrupt if you try to help everybody. Right. So, I mean, unless you're running a charity, it's not possible. So what I'm saying is you need to be specific. And I think there's a major problem with a lot of candidates that understand maybe that, that recruiters have a purpose and just say, okay, here's my CV. Do you have anything for me? Yeah, but that's just like, all right. So, I mean, if I receive 100 messages a day or 50 messages, or and that's not uncommon if you're good and busy, I mean, how do you stand out? So I guess the first question is that, how do I stand out to the recruiter that I have identified? So I'm assuming that you have identified good recruiters. So how do I stand out to that person? Because ultimately, it's like going to a pre-interview. No, I mean, that, that person yeah. would open up his or her network if he or she deems you to be a good candidate. So you need to draw attention in a way. Now, that usually is the usual thing that you would do also for a company. Like you do your homework, you see what type of jobs that person has been posting or being active about. You, you use the information you can pick up on LinkedIn, like we had the discussion beforehand. Okay, you're from here, from here. Make it personal. Then you maximize your chances of, of meeting the person. Now, recruiters, by design, if they like your profile, they will meet you, right? Because that's what they sell. Mm. They sell people, uh, in, in yeah. broadly speaking or practically speaking, right? They sell profiles, they sell skills and match skills. So then in the interview with the, or the meeting with the recruiter, you have a chance to build a, the start of a relationship. So again, I think a lot of people get this wrong. Oh, I met the person, you know, he will, he or she will call me whenever they have a job. Yeah, well, that doesn't work like that. So firstly, you should think long-term, right? And again, if the person is a good recruiter, think about a long-term relationship, just like you would think with pretty much anything right in in, in life and in human uh, relationships because you know that person might only place you in five years it has happened to me that i've placed people that i've known for five six years and then you know eventually i have a, a role and i think about them because they kept in touch we kept in touch we yeah. communicated you know uh, so these are i think these are two simple principles one make sure that you you go and approach with with a personable and how can you help also the recruiter and why is it relevant for them to meet you and to get in touch with you? And secondly, start building a relationship from that point onwards. It does sound like if you, and I think, you know, fundamentally that sounds so important, what you just, what you just explained. And it does sound like if someone were to kind of nail that down and get a good relationship established, it may be the case that their profile is like a, a clear fit for a role. But it sounds like if the profile is strong enough and the recruiter uh, has a good relationship with employers, then you could kind of almost team up in a way to like create a role or propose to a client that you know that I've got this great profile. I know you're not hiring a uh, project manager right now, but I saw that you were this quarter last year uh, or whatever, right? Is, is that something that you do? Like, will you pitch or propose yeah. and have well, a I mean, we, we, uh good a good recruiter would do that and and if the profile is good now again it would not work for everybody the profile does have to stand out and you know maybe yeah. the i don't know as an example the uh, you know you 
positioning somebody into a consumer FMCG food company and then the person had done e-commerce which is a big thing in FMCG and everybody in FMCG is trying to do it right so then you know you kind of see the opportunity even if you don't have a role you it's called specking right you share the profile with the hiring managers that you know I say look just FYI I think the skill set could match with the direction of the company you're going I know you don't have a role but maybe have a look so that happens at five years we do it at 20 years of experience right we've We've, I've just recently placed somebody as a head of partnerships for, a, for a, well, it wasn't a global, it, global partnerships, but it's based in Asia Pacific. It was a, it was a, you know, I saw the profile, amazing, uh, amazing lady. She had an incredible experience. I knew the culture of the company that I profiled her to, the CEO. I knew it would match in terms of the culture. I said, look, have a look. Uh, I did not have the role. Um, hmm. They created the role for her. So absolutely, it can, uh, it can work. Again, we are assuming that the recruiter is good because a good recruiter would yeah. think of these things and connect the dots. And have a relationship, have a, a relationship where their credibility and where their suggestion is, is, is worth something, is worth the consideration, right? So the, the client goes, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to take this recommendation seriously. Yeah, and that, that's why the point of you know having somebody that has done it for about three to five years because that type of that yeah. assumes that the recruiter has been successful. And in those three to five years, if you make it as a recruiter, which by the way is an incredibly tough job, is incredibly tough, and people don't appreciate it how tough it is, and well, maybe you shouldn't, but it is extremely tough. If you make it for three to five years, it means that you've built some serious relationships. So then it's valuable. So speaking now, or taking a step back and going to like the best way for a job seeker to, to connect with, with a recruiter, do you have a personal preference? And like, I'm just guessing how people might be getting in touch with you. You probably have a, a website where there's like a submit your CV. There's, of course, you know, you're going to be all over LinkedIn. You're probably going to have a really well optimized LinkedIn profile and uh, it's easy for people to connect with you. And maybe your email address is, is public as well. Like you've just made it very easy for people to email you. Is, is there like a typical preference that recruiters have or is one of these avenues better to catch attention with than another? I wouldn't dare make a judgment call on that. Uh, my email is not uh, public. So I've actually never, right. I think I've never shared my email publicly. The easiest way for me personally, but again, that's me, uh, but for me it is through LinkedIn. And, um, yeah. or I mean, obviously it depends on, the role and and again if we talk about executive search and headhunters that that i mean i don't know maybe half of our assignments are director level and and uh, maybe most of our assignments are director level and above now i don't dare to put ourselves necessarily in that category but there are headhunters that do c-level and even to get to meet them only c-level like only ceos even just to get to meet them takes a while so then you might actually need to go through referrals even right so it depends i would say that linkedin is an incredible tool it's like the best tool that you can possibly use you don't even need to apply for jobs if you use it correctly i'll give an example this the profile that her name is sophia i, I remember her she's not going to be a candidate for me for many many years because she's very young you know she's somewhere like 20 29 we, we typically just don't do jobs in in that level right because you know for right. our job is i don't know 40 plus usually but she's so present on linkedin Jean. like she's posting she's sharing her learnings she's sharing what she's picking up in training she's in all conferences she's attending we organize a conference she was there we do a podcast yeah. she listens to it she stands out just because of that. And I know because of the post and because I like her enthusiasm that she wants to work for L'Oreal. And if I ever see a job in L'Oreal, you know, I'll think, yeah, Sophia, look, maybe. And, and if, if I can help her connect her to a hiring manager, 
for no fee. I would do it just because, you know, she's doing the right things on social media. So I would say harness, and I can't encourage people enough, harness the power of social media. Even if you're just starting, you have zero experience, you can stand out on social media by being the most avid learner because don't brag that you know it all because you don't know it. <laughs> you know, just document your learning and show that you're you're hungry for learning or, you know, all the things that good things that people want, right, in, a, in somebody to work yeah. with. You know? Yeah, that sounds very sort of punchy in terms of a recommendation, right? That's a, that's, as you kind of alluded to earlier, there's kind of a long-term effort that kind of goes in that compounds over time. That Like if you're investing in these kind of long-term sustainable sort of practices and you're, you know, writing pieces, you're in the community, you're fostering relationships, then when you have a very urgent short-term need, like looking for a job, um, that's where you probably get the, the payoff from that long-term interest that you've been building, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and that's where most people get it wrong. Like our human nature yeah. is to look for shortcuts, to expect fast, immediate results, and you just go for the kill, right? Well, in real life, yeah. like who's going to, you know, it's like walking to somebody and trying to sell them on the street. Well, it's unlikely that they're going to buy. Whereas if they knew you for six months, they've been seeing your content, they've been seeing what you're about, maybe there's a high chance that they will help you, right? Or you can sell them. Yeah. So we have time for one last question. And what I want to ask you, Radu, is that there might be people who've uh, heard our talk today and they go, oh, yeah, I should have, I should have thought about this. I should have like, they have some ideas here. And bottom line is they want to get in touch with recruiters. But is there, a, is there an ideal time or period within the job search to, to initiate that? Because the job search takes like, for some people, three months, six months, sometimes 12 months. Is this something that, they're, they're going to benefit from from doing sooner in the job search rather than later or does it make no difference i would say always be building relationships so it's it's almost like a, you know you should think about it as a journey of a thousand miles right so it's a long-term game now things happen you can lose your job and also there's a reality that there's introverts and extroverts so it might be easier yeah. for an extrovert to build a relationship than it is for an introvert but it's almost like you need to make a conscious decision look as part of me building my career over time. And that's assuming that you even know where you're going, which is perfectly fine not to have a clue. Uh, you know, I didn't have a clue for, I don't know, for six years, six, seven. I mean, I thought I knew, I knew and then I changed my mind and then I changed my mind again. So it's perfectly fine not to know what the hell you're doing. Uh, and uh, But I think that part with building relationships should be over time. Now, again, if you're three to five years experienced, it works as well. You know, you're a project manager, you have a certain skill, you just figured out that you need a new job. You go and, and, and go after all the recruiters. It can take, sometimes if the, the skill is in demand, it can take, it can be faster. However, my advice over time is to nurture, build and think long-term and build these connections with relevant, especially the influencers within a recruitment field. And of course, the same for hiring managers. I'm not, now we're talking specifically about recruiters, but you should do the same for hiring managers and for the ecosystem that you're operating in, right? People within the ecosystem, because then you nurture the whole ecosystem when you're looking for a job. It shouldn't be just recruiters or just applying on LinkedIn or just going through your referrals or just going to events. When you look for a job, it should be all of it. And there you have it, folks. There's uh, a wealth of information from deep behind the kimono of someone who's worked in exec search and recruitment for many, many years. Radu, that was uh, brilliant. So glad to have had you on the show today. What What is a good way for someone who wants to learn more about you to, to connect? Yeah, sure. Happy to. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very easily to 
or hope. I hope it, it, I'm easy to find on on LinkedIn. Um, we also do have, uh, and they might find uh, people find it useful. We have a podcast where we discuss a lot about jobs and, and job seeking and so on. But yeah, if they go to LinkedIn, if they go to elkaglobal.com, yeah, I'm fairly easy. Great to get. Will they be able to find your podcast by your your LinkedIn page and your website? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, all, it's awesome. all there, and we have a ton of things on YouTube as well. So yeah. Well, I strongly recommend our, our listeners to check that out. I'm sure it's just super valuable. Radu, thanks again. And for all of our listeners, we'll catch you next time. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, I'm